The Bible not only has lost some things going from Hebrew or Latin or, or, uh, or excuse me, Hebrew or Arabic or, uh, or Greek in the English, but those who wrote it changed some things on purpose. You know, like, like when, we, when we taught on baptism. You know, we, we read in English the waters of regeneration, but the original language said the waters of the mikvah. The mikvah meaning the baptismal tank, which in the time of Jesus and Paul was described as the womb of the world. That when a person came out of the mikvah, the waters of regeneration, the waters of mikvah, it canceled the contract on you to fail. So they changed some things because they didn't, they did, the, the, the church fathers, 325 years after Jesus rose from the dead, 325 years later, met what's called the Council of Nicaea. The Council of Nicaea were all Gentiles, and, and I know this, this is hard for, for, for us to understand, but they made some church, they made some church decisions on political and economic gains. Now, I know today nobody ever preaches anything for political or economic gains. I know that. No, that would never happen today, God. Yeah. But they did in those days. That's, that's how they, de- they decided, here's what we're going to say to match what we want to believe. And at that point, the Gentiles outnumbered the Jews by far, and Constantine, the, the Roman Empire, declared, we're going to change the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday and make it official 325 years after Jesus. And anyway, they changed some stuff, and so we lose a little bit in some of the translation. Are you okay? So read with me, understanding this. Read with me in Romans 3, verse 1. Our, our, our translation says, What advantage then has the Jew? What it literally says is, what advantage then has it to be a Jew? Or what is the profit of the understanding or of the covenant of circumcision? Much in every way. Much in every way. Look at me. Much in every way. Chiefly because to them the Jews were committed to the word of God. In other words, it was not the word of God, the Torah, was not given to Gentiles to keep. The word of God, the Torah, was given to the Jews. Now here's a tremendous understanding that if you and I are going to understand what Jesus taught and what Paul taught, now everybody look at me, They did not teach anything new except the Torah. They taught nothing new. They taught the Torah. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the Torah. I came to make it alive to you. The woman touching the hem of his garment. Jesus came to make the word of God move from logos into rhema. It's been given to the Jew to keep the word of God. Now, what does that mean? Listen to me. Why has the devil tried to wipe out the Jews for 6,000 years? Why has the world, all the world, tried to eliminate the Jews? 
I mean, you can go back to Babylon, you can go back to Egypt, you can go to the Holocaust. Why the Jews? It's demonic. It's, it's demonic because the Jews have kept hold of the word. A local rabbi here called and said God spoke to him on Shavuot to get with me and start bridging the gap between Jews and Gentiles. This is end time stuff. So, so just because it's Old Testament, and I know I say this all the time, but you know, new people come in. The Bible was never, say never. never. It was never divided the way we see it today. It was never the Old Testament. That's the Old Testament. And now with Jesus, we got the New Testament. That was a label that came on the Council of Nicaea to say that's the Old Covenant. That's not our covenant anymore. We have a new covenant. We have the same covenant. It's just a better covenant. And the reason it's a better covenant is because the first covenant was written on stone and the second covenant is written in the flesh of our hearts. It's the same, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not have any idols, thou shalt not worship any image, thou shalt not fornicate. Amen? Amen. So what advantage is it is to be a Jew? Much in every way, but mainly because to them it was committed the word of God. And so if we're going to understand the word of God, we don't go to Rome to get it. We don't go to Springfield, Missouri. We don't go, if we're going to understand the word of God, we got to go to the ones who God gave it to. Make sense? All right, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11. Most of you have heard what we've been teaching on the mezuzah. The mezuzah, the word mezuzah means, it's the word, mezuzah in Hebrew, in English, it's doorpost. Read with me in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Eh, for the sake of time. Uh, well, look at, look at verse 1 and then we'll skip over. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God. How many believe that's still true? Yes. Amen. And keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments as always. Amen. Not only love God, but obey his word. Okay, now here's what everybody says. That's legalism. That's legalism. It's only legalism when we say we have to do this, this, or this to be saved. Because we are saved by grace, not by works. No matter what, you can gossip, you can be a racist, you can be stingy, you can be a backbiter, you can be a slanderer, you can be all those and still be a Christian and go to heaven. You're just not going to live in our neighborhood. But you're saved by grace. But if you want to get blessed, now that you're saved by grace, there's some work you need to do. Amen? Work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. The word salvation doesn't just mean forgiveness. The word salvation means blessing and peace and joy and prosperity and victory. There's a reason why there's a reason why we lose and there's a the rain will fall on the just and the unjust. But sometimes you're the rainmaker. 
Sometimes we do things or we don't do things and it gives place to the devil. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his commandments, his judgments, as he commands you always. So we're to do what he tells us to do. Know today that I do not speak with your children who have not known and who have not seen the chastening of the Lord, his greatness might in his hand and his outstretched arm, his signs and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt to the Pharaoh, the king of all. All right. And so in other words, God says, you know what? If you really want to want to be mature, I'll take you from the milk into the meat. I'm not tell, I'm not going to the, the, the babies just need to know I love them. But if you want to see the victory of God, then open your ears and open your eyes and hear what I'm telling you to do. Are you with me? All right. Now jump with him for the sake of time. Um, verse 18. Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children. Speak unto them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now this is what we're talking about with the mezuzah. God says... You shall take these words and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, now look at me. 99.9999999% of Christianity has never even heard this. But it's the same God that, that, that said, if you want to grow, I'll teach you some more things. Now, how many believe we're saved by grace? Now that you're saved by grace, you get rid of the idols. Now that you're saved by grace, you stop fornicating. Now that you're saved by grace, you don't steal. Right? And everything God does is physical and spiritual. So you don't steal from people and you don't rob God. Right? Okay, so look what it says in the next verse. Let's read verse 20 again. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of heaven above the earth. If, if, or if you keep, carefully keep all these commandments, which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all of his ways, and hold fast, then the Lord will drive out all these nations, literally every, every spirit that rises up against you, before you, and you will, all right, look right here. God says, if, there's so much to teach in so little time. God says, God says, take my word and put it on the doorpost of your house. Take, take my mezuzah and put it on the doorpost of your house so that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied. Now we go, well, does God really mean that? I mean, if I obeyed God in that, would he really multiply my days and the soul, my soul and the days of my children? Well, let's go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. 
Another, another place where he gives it again, it says, honor your father and mother that your, your, your days, that it may be well with you and your days may be long. Now, let, let me ask you something. How many believe if you worship an idol, there's a penalty? How many believe if you get rid of idols, there's a blessing? How many believe if you steal, there's a penalty? If you don't steal, there's a blessing. How about adultery? Okay, if you stop sleeping around and you, and, and you say only the marriage bed is undefiled, how many believe there's a blessing? Yeah. Same thing with honor your father and mother. If you honor your father and mother, it will be well and long. If you disrespect your father and mother, or I, I, I don't honor your father and mother, not respect, because some fathers and mothers don't deserve respect. Respect is something that you earn. Honoring is a commandment. So look at me. If, so you are to honor your father and mother. And of course, uh, uh, you know, I'm, not that we got any problem here. Everything God does is physical and spiritual. So you have a physical father and mother, and you have a spiritual father and mother. This is, this, how many know the Bible says, and you know, it's, it's, it's been abused, and now it's not talked about. But the Bible says, uh, touch not my anointed. You, 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 you're not to touch the, your physical, your spiritual father and mother. Okay? You're not to touch your physical. If you, if you strike, if you hit your father or you hit your mother, God said a curse comes on you. Do you believe that's true? Well, absolutely it's true. If you honor your father and mother, it will be well. Do you believe that's true? If that scripture is true, honor your father and mother that it will be well and long with you. So is the teachings that come next. Take the mezuzah and put it on the doorpost of your house and it will be well with you and your children. You, it, it, it's not one or the other because we don't know the one. If you honor your father and mother, it will be good and well. And if you put a mezuzah on the doorpost of your house, it will be good and well. Same, same God that says them both. It's just that we're learning some new things. Now, let me, let me share with you once again, and I, and I say this all the time. This is not a good luck charm. Okay? This is not, this is not something, well, I'm going to put it on, now I'm going to have good luck. It's not an idol. Matter of fact, this is not even the mezuzah. This is the case. The word is the mezuzah. And, you know, just in case anybody's new, but also to help you understand, if you have good books in your house, there's an anointing on good books. If you have bad books in your house, there's an anointing on bad books. So you need to get rid of the bad books and put good books in your house. But isn't that true? So if there's an anointing on putting a good book in your house, how much anointing will there be if you put the good book exactly the way God said to do it on the doorpost of your house. But now listen to me. It doesn't work just by doing it. I can remember years ago when we first started teaching this, Katie was like, it must have been 10, 11 years ago. Katie was 10 or 11 years old. And uh, not only on our doors, front and back and side, but on our bedrooms and everything, we have, the, we have in obedience to God's word. And a friend of hers was there, 
and she, and I heard her going into Katie's room, and she she went to a, another church in town, and she said, "Katie, what's that on your door?" And Katie said, "That's a mezuzah." Now she was ten or eleven years old. She said, "What's it for?" She said, "It's to remind me that I'm blessed in my coming, and I'm blessed in my going, but it's also to remind me for that to work, I have to be a blessing in my coming." And a blessing in my going. So in other words, you can obey it. But if you're mean and nasty and gossiping and backbiting and cranky, God won't honor it because he honors his word. But he'll honor his word if we do our part. So it is to remind you, I'm blessed in my coming. No matter what I'm facing, I'm blessed in my coming on the condition. That you are a blessing when you go out and you're a blessing when you come in. You cannot be a mean Christian and be blessed. Good night, everybody. So, so it's not only, and we read all the scriptures, it's not only reminding God, it's not only reminding the, the demonic spirits that are released that you can't cross, but it's reminding, this is a, con, a covenant. Which, which is his part and our part. His part is I became poor so you could become blessed. That's his part, so you could become rich. Your part is sow and seed. Amen. His part is being the, the Lord of the harvest. Your part is sow and seed. It doesn't, boy, you're getting quiet in here on me. It doesn't just work by him. You've got your part in doing it. Amen. But if you'll do it, there is a supernatural release of God's blessing on this. Now, can I take you a little deeper? In Judaism, in the studying of the Bible by those who wrote it, there are four levels in which we study the Word of God. There are four levels. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm here to help take you those levels. The first level is called Pishat, which means the simple or plain understanding. So we're reading the Bible, and it says, remember the Sabbath and keep it. All right, that's simple. We're to remember the Sabbath, and we're to keep it. That's the first level. The second level in Hebrew is called remez, which means what the scriptures hint at. So it says remember the Sabbath, but there's another meaning to that. How do we remember it? What does it mean to keep it? The third level is called in Hebrew sod. And sod means the secret in the text. And the fourth level is called drash, which means what that scripture is associated with. Now listen to this. And the rabbis teach in the Talmud, this is the hardest level to reach because it takes intense study to connect one scripture to the other. So you got the milk. Honestly, most Christians are at the milk level, and they've been there for 2,000 years. Then you got the strained vegetable level, okay? Then you've got the Krabby Patty. You were starting to, we're starting to understand stuff. And then, but then you got the meat of the word. Where God wants to take us in these last days, it, it's like, uh, and I, I'm sure I've shared this with you. I was doing a telethon one time, and one of the people on there came up and stopped, and he said, he said, Pastor, I, I got to tell you, he said, I'm listening to you teach. And I said to my wife, he said, you know what? In Christianity, we've been a mile wide and an inch deep. 
what's happened in Christianity is, is you know, uh, we, we keep painting the house a different color and every, telling everybody we move neighborhoods. But God actually has new dwelling places for us if you're, if you're willing to go. And so the deepest level is, the deepest level, well, let me, let me the third level is finding out the secrets. And when I, I, was, I was reading that today with, uh, on one of the, the ancient teachings, and I thought, remember, remember what I read concerning the Mezuzah. The idea of looking for a deeper meaning in the Torah is no different than looking for the deeper meaning in science. Just as we look for deeper meaning in science to learn the, the working of nature, so also we need to look for the deeper readings in the Torah, in the Bible. King Solomon said in Proverbs 25, 11, a word well spoken is like apples of gold in a silver dish. So, so the first level is, oh, that's cool. A word well spoken is like a golden apple in a silver dish. Oh, that's, I have no idea what that means, but it'd make a pretty poster. But then you go in and Mamamides, which were one of the great, great scholars of all ages, in his book, The Guide to the Perplex, explains this proverb. The silver dish is the literal text of the Bible, as seen from a distance are immature. The apples of gold are the secrets held within the silver dish of the Torah. Thousands of years ago, we learned that there are hidden things in the text that expand the meaning way beyond its simplest reading. So there are levels. The first level says take the word and put it on the doorpost of your house. Well, because nobody's taken us deeper, we don't even know what that means and nobody's taught us. And then we begin to unravel that when there is a mezzes on the door, that there is God honoring that. He keeps demonic forces from coming in. He blocks it. He gives his beloved sleep. He does all these things. And then it goes in to say, but not only are we to put it on our door. When you, when you leave the street and walk into your house, you are crossing a threshold that the enemy is not allowed to cross. That is property paid for. And and now, now here's, here's something that maybe in your study you can find out. The rabbis will say this teaching of the mezuzah is not for Gentiles. It's only for Jews. Well, first off, that's the first part of the quote. It's not for Gentiles, it's only for Jews. But because of Jesus, we've been circumcised in our heart, so we have been grafted in, so we are all Jews. But if you read the rest of that Talmud teaching, it says this is not for Gentiles, only for Jews until the time of the returning of the Messiah and the Holy Spirit will teach this to Gentiles as well as the Jews. That's us, guys. Okay? So there are, there are scriptures. Let me, how do I say it? There, there is the, the, the simple meaning of the word. Take the word of God and put it on the doorpost of your house. Then there are deeper meanings, secrets, and scriptures that are connected to that 
that unless we understand step one, there's, there's much that we're missing in the Bible. Are you in agreement? Let me say that again. If we don't understand, take my word and put it on the doorpost of your house. If we don't understand the next step of that, then there are scriptures all through the Bible that we can't understand. There are scriptures that say something, but unless we know through intense study what that means, we're getting, we're getting milk, but there's meat in there that God wants to give you to bring you the blessing that he's paid for through his son, Jesus Christ. Go with me to Psalms 121. When we begin to study deeper, and the only way we can study deeper is go and study, that we study with the ones that God gave the word to. A lot of what we believe doesn't come from the Bible. It comes from our denominations. I love when I'm traveling somewhere and, I, and, I, and, and, and they, they always want me to come in and teach on breaking generational curses, break the curse, release the blessing. And I always start off wherever I go is I said, you cannot understand how to break the curse if you, if, if you don't understand the Bible through the eyes of a Jewish Jesus. Because cursed is he who hangs on a tree, that's a Jewish thing. And so it automatically opens everybody's eyes. And I said, you might as well understand that you're all Jewish. You're white, you're black, you're brown, you're young, you're old, you're all Jewish. And boy, you know, you're, you start getting these eyes rolled back. And I said, you know what? There are no assembly of God going to heaven. Amen. There are no Baptists going to heaven. There are no four square going to heaven. There's no Pentecostal. There's only children of God going to heaven. Well, why do we have all these, why do we have all these divisions? Could it be political and economical gains? But a kingdom divided against itself, what? But when we come back into the unity of the faith, oh, well, how are we going to get rid of all these? I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know much about the Baptist group, but there's Southern Baptists and there's uh, this Baptist and that Baptist and tall Baptist and short Baptist, you know, and, and uh, if you don't believe exactly the way we believe, where well, you're going to hell. No, we're all going to heaven. But we can bring everybody back to the unity of faith by getting rid of our denominational teaching and just go back to the ones who wrote the Bible. He will not allow your foot to be... Now, now remember, let me, let me turn here. Once you understand, once you, under, once you begin to understand the original understanding of one scripture, it's a domino effect that begins to open the doors to other scriptures that takes you into the secret things, takes you into... This scripture sounds strange, but once I understand, oh, that's what it means, now the Bible begins to open up in a million different areas because God said, my people destroy for what reason? Lack of knowledge. All right, look at, look at one, Psalms 121, verse 3, just, just for the sake of time. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he keeps Israel, shall neither slumber nor sleep. Now look at me. We studied a week or two ago that this is, a, this is a teaching to those who have a mezuzah on their door. So we've heard, he'll never slumber. Hey, Lord, you, I, I think you were slumbering when that guy ripped me off. I think you were slumbering when that guy stole my business. But there's a connection to deeper meanings. So when it's talking about he will not allow your foot to be moved, he'll not allow you to be knocked down, 
It's, it's not just anybody. It's those who understand putting it on the doorpost of your house. Are you with me? He who, keeps, he who keeps you will not slumber. And remember we, we talked about he gives his beloved sleep, the mezuzah, and all those scriptures. you got to get the other tapes. Behold, he keeps Israel, shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Okay? Well, that sounds good. The Lord's the shade at my right hand. Cool. What does that mean? You take the mezuzah and you put it on the right hand of your door and when the sun comes in and tr- or when the enemy comes in and tries to spoil your goods he is the shade that protects you like he protect Israel in the desert so that they would not spoil the mammon that God was providing this is one of the way that God rebukes the devourer no you got to give me an amen I st- I studied too many hours for you to get to get uh, I'm teaching you stuff that nobody knows. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day. How many are ready for the enemy to quit devouring your tithe and your offering? You getting this thing? The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. Now, now remember what I talked with Katie? I'm blessed in my coming and I'm blessed in my going. Remember I read the other day that, that, that Proverbs says if a man has not dedicated his home and he's in the military, then the generals are to send him back to his home and dedicate his home lest he dies in the battle. Well, see, if we don't understand the message, that doesn't even make any sense. What does dying in the battle have to do with dedicating my house? God said, I'll not allow you to be stumbled. When you put my word on the doorpost of your house, and God's name, El Shaddai, Almighty God, is in there ten times. I can't even get into the ten levels of God. We're not ready for that yet. You put it on your doorpost, and then next year we'll get into the ten levels of God. But it covers every, it covers your money, it covers your health, it covers your children, it covers your marriage, it covers your, your future, it covers your destiny, it covers your grandchildren. I'll bless you in your coming and I'll bless you in your going. So when we do that, there's a supernatural protection. Now I know what people say, but we got Jesus. Yeah, we got Jesus, but you still got to sow a seed to get a harvest. Yeah, we got Jesus, but you still got to put a guard on your mouth because every time you gossip, it grows back into your life. Yeah, we got Jesus, but you got to still forgive your neighbor. We got Jesus, which doesn't mean we don't get any of the rest. We got Jesus, which means we get all the rest. I'll bless you in your coming and I'll bless you in your going. It's taught, the rabbis, the ancient sages teach says many are the accusers looking for you but be but be diligent in my service and i will protect you without while within you will sleep safely in your beds now what does that mean well you got to go to the guys who wrote it he said many are those who are trying to keep you from your destiny we battle not with flesh and blood 
But just like God uses vessels, the devil uses vessels. So there are people that the enemy will send to try to accuse you, to try to block your blessing, to try to stop you from getting that business, getting that raise, getting that promotion, marrying the right person. The enemy will send accusers to you. But God says, when you got this on the doorpost of your house, he said, I'm going to go out in front of you and I'm going to stop the accusers from blocking your blessing. And then he says, and I'll give you sleep. What does that mean? You're not going to be laying awake at night worrying about what people are saying because God is taking care of it. When you walk in. When you walk from the world into your house, you are crossing a domain. Now, I'm just going to say this real quick because i got some other things to teach. Every room of your house, in essence, has a different, a different, every, your home is the temple of God. Every room in the temple of God had a different function. Every room in your house basically has a different function. This is why the rabbis emphasize God does not say put it on the doorpost of your house, but the doorposts of your house. Why? Because when you walk from the world into your home, that is your place of refuge. Even though when you go out, he goes with you and he fights with you. But when you cross into your home, that is to be a place of peace and joy and happiness. So you're crossing into a different domain. The domain in the kitchen where you cook and the family hangs or or the living room, that is a different domain than into your office. When you walk into your office and you have a mezzanine, you are crossing another domain. This domain, the, the reason for this room is to bond, bond the family and bring joy and unity between mom and dad. When I walk into my office, my office is to do business. My office is to study. My office is to hear the word of God. My office is to get the revelation. My office is to go to the fourth level so I can teach you and, 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 and bring the blessing to you. Your office may be to do business. There is a different anointing in your office, whether it's in your home or where you work. There's a different anointing. There's a different function of God from the living room to your office. There's a different function from your office or your hallway to your bedroom. Bedroom is to bring unity between husband and wife. Bedroom is a place to give you rest. I give my beloved sleep. How many have ever heard that? That is connected to putting a mezuzah on the doorpost of your house so that enemy cannot frustrate. Remember what we said about slumber? And, and, and so it's a place to give you, not to where you stay awake worrying about your bills. It's a place that God speaks to you and gives you night, not nightmares, but night visions. It's a supernatural as God inhabits the praises of his people. It's as supernatural as planting our seed. When you, when you pay your tithe, it makes a covenant that breaks. Every, every bit of money that we get paid by the world has a curse on it. It's called filthy lucre. But when we tithe, we break the curse off of our money. And now we're not in the world's economic system. We're in heaven's economic system. 
Same thing with obeying God with the mezuzah. You okay? Can I go a little bit deeper? Oh, listen to this. There are some things I'm not teaching you yet because it's, 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 it's too far. It's, it, you know, it's, it's there. It's slapping you right in the face. But let's, we'll, God, God will we'll take it line upon line, precept upon precept. Okay? But there are, this teaching out of the Talmud says there are four things that, that we can do. And when we do these things. And now understand, Rabbi Schneerson, the great rabbi, said just start them with one. If we can get you to do, if we can get, if, if, you know, if I can get every Christian to, to get rid of the, the, the crucifixes in their home, we can break a whole lot of curses. Say amen. amen. Get rid of the rosary that you got in the drawer. Um, but, but, but you don't need it. You know, if you came to my house, you wouldn't find a hash pipe in the drawer just in case I need it someday. Tiz's drawer, you might, but not mine. Right? So, you know, every time we do, we do one thing, it's a little bit, it's, we get a little bit more, right? So, if you haven't been baptized in the right way, you need to get baptized the right way. You need to listen to the teaching on baptism and break the contract or the contact or contract of failure. Okay? It's, it's a supernatural thing. So, so if we if we if we go in the mikvah, if we if we pray with the 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 talit on, if we put a mezuzah on our door, and listen to this, it says, when we do these, four holy angels are joined to us and proclaim before us, give honor. Now listen to this. Now remember, some of these some of the things I'm teaching you. The rabbis will say it's not for you until the time of the Messiah. Now, number one, it is for us because we are all grafted in. Say amen. You're all Jews. When we do these things, listen to this. Four holy angels are joined to us and proclaim before us and and say, give honor. Listen to this. Listen to this. Give honor to the image of the holy king, the father. Give honor to the son of the king, the son. And to the precious countenance of the king, a holy spirit that rests upon you. Now that sounds to me like the father, son, the holy spirit. That when, and remember, the rabbis will teach, this is not for you. This is not for Gentiles. But... At the time of the Messiah, it'll be for the Gentiles. Maybe that's now. Maybe every we're see, everything we're seeing in the media and wars and rumors of wars and nuclear and, and, and give uh, Jerusalem away to the Palestinians and all these things and you and I coming back to our Jewish roots, maybe this is a fulfillment of prophecy that when we're putting a mezuzah, when we're praying under the tallit, when, we're, when we understand the mikvah, that angels are released. Now, you know what? Most Christians all the time talk about angels. Christians all the time talk about angels. Angels are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation, but they have no idea when, what, where, how, to, how to evoke those angels. Those angels are Sabbath angels. 
that are released on you right now because you're here honoring the Sabbath. Oh, somebody shout amen. Uh, On every mezuzah, I'll, I'll, I'll teach this, and if I got time, I'll read this other scripture. On, uh, on every mezuzah, people are asking me all the time, what's uh, kosher mezuzah, non-kosher mezuzah? Most Jews don't have kosher mezuzahs. We can get you kosher mezuzahs if you absolutely want. But you know what? Let's take baby steps first. Okay? On a kosher mezuzah, it's not only the scriptures that are written on the inside, but there is a name that is written on the outside. And, and it's to be visible to us. But because now most of your coverings of the mezuzah are not see-through, are not clear, they put this on every mezuzah, which is a shin, which represents Shaddai which means almighty God. Okay? Have you, you all got that? That's, that's what that is. That's what that is. You see the, you see the three, that's, that's the letter shin, which is, is like this, like almost like a, 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 a W with birthday candles. The rabbis say, even if, you, even if you, your children don't understand or your husband doesn't understand, you put a mezuzah on your door. Every day that you have a mezuzah, mezuzah on your door or on your children's door, it's another weight in the scale that's tipping in your favor. Every day you do it. So knowing this, knowing this, that they said, let's do this, and we're going to have ignorant people all over giving the sign of Almighty God. true it's true even if somebody doesn't know god if you teach them to give they'll get blessed they may not even understand it but they'll get blessed because god says my word will not come back void whether you understand it or not even if you're like a little child you teach your children to eat their vegetables the benefit of those vegetables not don't come because they understand it comes from the doing in Judaism, they say we will do and then we will understand. Most of us say, well, when I understand, I'll do it. There's a blessing on that, but not as great a blessing. When, they said that the, when God said to the Jewish people, if you'll, if, you'll, if you'll be my people, I'll be your God. They said, we'll be your people. And he said, Here's, then I, you need to do what I tell you to do. They said, we'll do it and then we'll understand. And then he told them what it was. And they said, you know, it makes no sense to us. But you're God. It's the same thing is if you do it, the understanding will come. Matter of fact, when God started taking me on this journey 12, 13 years ago, I didn't understand a a thousandth of what I understand now. But that's the teaching. Every time you do a mitzvah, a commandment, a good deed, every time you obey God, it leads to another one. Line upon line. Okay, where am I at? Okay, so the name of Shaddai is, is on every mezuzah. And, and it used to be where you could see it and the man person come in, but now they put it on the outside. And anyway, the, 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 the Hebrew root word of Shaddai is die. Die in Hebrew is the word enough. 
And enough has two meanings. Number one, it means it suffices, which tells us there is enough. There is completion. There is fullness. In this house will be the fullness of God's blessing. But the Torah then teaches the name Shaddai is written exactly opposite the word of Vehaya. Now, Vehaya, if it was a kosher mezuzah, would be written here. And so it, it, they would have Shaddai here and Shaddai there, but it, it, most of it's not kosher anymore. And so they would have the, the Shaddai on the outside and the Vahaya on the inside. The Vahaya is the word that means it shall come to pass. And so when we put that, God is saying, it shall come to pass in this house. There will be more than enough. There will be fullness. But watch this. It also has the other side of enough. And when you put the mezuzah on your door, it says to this house, in this house by Almighty God, there will be fullness, more than enough. But it also says to the enemy, which is a song that God gave Israel when they were coming out of Egypt, which is, which is a song that's still sung, it's sung on Passover, which says to the enemy, enough. This house has suffered enough. Psalms, go with me to Psalms 91. Do we have a few more minutes? This is good stuff, man. You know what? Somebody's going to get blessed. Might as well be us. Psalms 91, verse 1. Now, remember what I taught? There's four levels of teaching. And, and one is that you begin to understand the secrets that are in the scriptures. When you understand, you understand this scripture. Then all of a sudden it reveals you, oh, the secret of this scripture, which then reveals a connection to another scripture, and, and you begin to get, you, then, the, then the whole Bible begins to connect itself, and when it begins to connect itself, the Messiah will come. Amen. Okay? So look at this. We've all known this, but now you can understand what it means. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There are two main revelations right there. Anybody got them both? The Talit and the Mezuzah. It literally should say, he who dwells in the uh, secret covering place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So there's two blessings right there. Praying in the Talit, that's the secret place of the Most High, and the mezuzah is the shadow on the right hand that keeps the destroyer from coming in and, 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 eating, and devouring your blessing. Are you okay? You all right? And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. Now, now when, when we're reading this, think about what your home, your stuff, the Talmud teaches, if a man affixes a mezuzah on his door, God says, did I not give him this house? And will I not guard him, his guests, and all his belongings? When you dedicate your house, God said, I'm giving that house to you. 
Okay, so understanding that, I will say the Lord, he is my refuge and he is my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the follower. Follower, remember remember, he said he won't allow the destroyer to come into your house? From the perilous pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, his tallit, the corners of the tallit, you shall take refuge. His truth, his truth, his truth, look at me, his truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of terror by night. He gives my beloved sleep. Remember, now see how all these scriptures start connecting each other. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. You shall not be afraid of terror by night. Remember what he said? You got accusers out there, but you're going to sleep because God is taking care of your accusers. How many, are, how many are tired of worrying about your bills and worrying about this and worrying about that? You shall be not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that flies by day, the enemy trying to attack you, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. And you can think about the, the, the economic disease or, you know, everybody's worried about the swine flu. We don't worry about the swine flu. A thousand may fall at your right. Ten thousand, uh, a thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. Which hand? See, and, and until we start getting in the layers of, of understanding, these are great scriptures, but they don't connect. 10,000 at your right hand. How many would like to have 10,000 of your enemies wiped out right now? Your, your bills wiped out. Your accuser wiped out. Your, your neighbor move. I don't know, whatever. It shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Deuteronomy 28.10 says, All the people shall see the name of the Lord. Talking about you. Well, how are they going to see the name of the Lord? Where do you start putting these up? Everybody that comes to your door, you know, a little boy comes and says, I've been ringing the doorbell for 10 minutes. Everybody comes into our house, the, the UPS guy, whoever. What's that on your door? Oh, that contains the name of God, really. Yeah, it's an ancient scripture. It's a witness right there. They, all the world, all the people shall see the name of the Lord on your house. Simple, isn't it? Where, where am I? Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, verse 9, even the Most High God, your habitation. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your... (laughs) Isn't this good? I mean, we've all known these scriptures, but we, we haven't been able to connect the dots. Shall come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways, in your coming and your going. Then they shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon a lion and a, and a cobra. The young lion and the serpent shall, uh, you shall trample underfoot, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. He has set his love, your love, upon him. If you keep my commandments, I'll bless you and you're coming and I'll bless you and you're going, okay. I mean, well, what are they? I don't know. And my people destroyed? 
Hello. Because he, he, because you have set your love upon him, therefore I will deliver him. I will set. Now, now look at it. Here's, and I know I keep saying this, but here's where people stumble. But we got Jesus. Yeah, how many of you are rich so far? So we got, we got some getting to get. Something missing. That's what, we, I mean, that's, what, that's what led me into this 12, 13 years ago. I was going to quit. I said, God, it don't work. Now, I mean, we've seen a little bit, but I want to see the book of Acts again. I want to see the windows of heaven open up. Well, my people destroyed for what reason? Here we go. We're learning. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. El Shaddai. It, and, and once again, I can't teach it all. But these, you gotta, when you study the Talmud and you study the Mishnah and you go back to the Hebrew, these scriptures all connect to it. Oh, yeah. So they told us, don't even study that. Just pray to Mary. Pray to Peter. On this, on this rock, I will build my church. On Peter, I'll build my church. He ain't building no rock, no church on Peter. He ain't building no church on Mary. He's not building no church. He's building on Jesus. And in the beginning was the Word, the Torah. The Word was with God. The Word became flesh. Jesus is the living Torah. And once we meet him, then we get to understand him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's not just forgiveness. That's deliverance from debt. That's deliverance from sickness. That's victory over the enemy. This scripture, and there's no way to to take you all the way. Go to the Talmud. That's directly connected with the Sabbath, with the Talit, and with the Mezuzah, and with the Mikvah. We have taken a bold step. Listen, I know what people are going to say. They're going to say we're crazy. They're going to say, oh, he's teaching you that Jewish stuff. You know, and all you have to do is say, but we got a Jewish Jesus. And we got a Jewish Paul. And we got a Jewish Bible. But I'm going to tell you something. They, they, they really thought I was crazy about 10 years ago. Now all of a sudden, everybody's having us come in and teach first fruits and Teach this and teach that. Why do you think they're having me do that? Take a wild guess. It works. it works. So the good news is, is you're ahead of the you're ahead of the scale. How do you say that? You're ahead of the head of the curve. You're ahead of the curve. You're going to know things before everybody else does. And what's going to get their attention? Listen, if wearing a purple beanie with a pink twirly on it brought you a blessing, everybody would be wearing a purple beanie with a pink twirling on it. Right? When they see the blessing of God in your life, when they see the miracles that God's doing because we're learning some things that God said he would honor, it's going to bring the, it's going to bring the world. Can you imagine a rabbi calling and saying, we got to get together. We, we got to get together. It's, it's the beginning of the end. We're tearing down that middle wall, aren't we? And you get to be, you and I get to be a part of it.